0: Shut up
1: and sit down. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side. I'm your host, Patrick, and I'm joined here today by my co-host, TJ. TJ, how's it going? It's going all right, man. Uh, Doing pretty good. And uh, Alex, we have coming back as a special guest. Alex, welcome. Hey, hey, hey. And guys, we do have... uh, friend of mine from another podcast the bird road podcast we do have david on the line david how are you doing man
0: i'm doing good i'm glad to be here guys
1: cool man thank you so much your podcast is actually pretty cool i listen to a lot of your episodes you you guys talk about a lot of topics i like it a lot
0: right on thank you yeah um my my co-host he kind of he's kind of it's more his thing as far as like coming up with what we're going to talk about unless i like force movie stuff into it in right. which case then we talk about more movies but uh the rest of the time, we're talking about whatever he ends up coming up with, whether it's politics or news or whatever.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. So, uh, for any listeners uh, who have not heard the show, the way this goes is that we do have a movie news segment, we do have a main topic, and then we do have our listener mail segment. And uh, let's go ahead and start off with our first piece of news. TJ, do you want to take that away?
2: Sure. So, um, there have been uh, a lot of criticism. uh from everybody about the uh, new Star Wars movies because it's being, you know, there's such big films and everything, so that's going to happen regardless, but uh, Big Name has come out and uh, is apparently very upset with the way uh, they're doing these new Star Wars movies, and that's uh, director Ridley Scott. Um, He says, quote, uh, that Lucasfilm's Star Wars director approach is fucking stupid. (laughs) Um, And his... His gripe, basically, is that... And I think he's mostly talking about the side movies. I don't know if he's really talking about... Oh, no, he's definitely
1: talking about, like... All of them? Especially because... He goes on to say in this uh, little article, like yeah, he talks about the upcoming Han Solo, how uh, how they
2: got some like upcoming directors. They didn't get big directors for that, right? One. They, they didn't got, get big directors for uh, Rogue One either. They
1: didn't get Rogue One, and Ryan Johnson. E- even though like I knew who Ryan Johnson was because I love the movie Looper, like that was still like a pretty small budget film, right? So <laughs> yeah, he even he's even talking about like the Last Jedi, in this one.
2: Yeah, I mean he's just is really ripping them and basically he says that you need big uh you need a big director to do a big movie like this right and um he said that he believes that experience is necessary before a director is ready to be given the keys to a major franchise and his quote says it can make you dull as dishwater but if you're really experienced and you know what you're doing it's fucking essential he said grow into it little by little start low budget get a little bit bigger Maybe after 20 million, you can go to 80 million, but don't suddenly go to 160 million.
0: Right,
1: <laughs> and I I agree with that.
0: I lo- I love how opinionated Ridley Scott's gotten <laughs> in his old age. He he just says what he wants to say, and he no, doesn't seem to I, care I, at all.
1: No, I I don't th- I don't think he does care. Um, but I mean I I don't no. disagree with him because I mean just let's take a look at this Han Solo movie that's coming up. They fired two directors with like two or three weeks left in principal photography. And then brought Ron Howard in to finish principal proto- and do photography reshoots. and do five additional weeks of reshoots.
2: And reshoots are and Ridley Scott makes a point here that Ridley uh, that the uh, reshoots are really really expensive. Oh, like yeah. in the long run, like it's way more expensive to do reshoots than to just get it right the first time. So
1: that's why the new Ghostbusters movie failed is because they had to do a shit ton of reshoots, and it the whole the budget for the movie was ridiculously high.
2: Right. So- it's it's but basically uh. Ridley Scott said that he probably wouldn't do a Star Wars movie. Anyways, so they probably would never hire him because, uh, well, what he what he said was, uh, uh, he said that he's too quote dangerous to do a Star Wars film, and suggested that Lucas, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it would be in, it would be incredibly dark, and right. half the audience would have no yeah. idea what the hell's going he's, on. <laughs> it's basically what would happen. Oh, I would too. And, and he also I, goes I on to say Lucasfilm only wants
2: on. directors who will do the bidding of the execs yeah. there, which is probably fair that's probably true (laughs) that is i think think that is very
1: true um let's go on to our next bit in movie news which is also concerning ridley scott uh he has an idea for another blade runner sequel so blade runner 2049 just got released this year and it does have an oscar nom for best cinematography um but he does say he does have another idea when uh, speaking to Digital Spy, uh, Scott emphasized that there is more of a story out there to tell for the humans versus replicants. He said, I hope so. I think there is another story. I've got another one ready to evolve and to, and to be developed. So there is certainly one to be done for sure. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, like, TJ, you have not, TJ and Alex, you guys have not seen Blade Runner 2049. David, I don't know if you have.
0: Yeah, yet. I saw it.
1: Uh, I mean, I personally, I liked it quite a bit. And I think it, I think personally it's fine just as uh, like a a one-off sequel. Mm -hmm. I I don't need another Blade Runner. (laughs) Yeah, I think personally,
0: like what I said when I left the theater is that it would have been a much better movie if it was split into two movies and they fleshed out all of the new characters that they introduced and like really made it like, a full story, whereas I think it was too compromised um, and, like, rushed through a lot. I mean, like, the Jared Leto character, I mean, is basically an afterthought, I think, you know. (laughs) Uh, um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as another movie, like, starting from where it left off, I don't – I really don't think it's necessary. I I think it is it is what it is, you know.
1: Yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from where it feels like they compromised a lot, which I think – that's why they did like the the three mini movies before the release yeah, of that one. Absolutely, just, just to kind of give you like more of a backstory. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I do see where you where you would say that it it did feel kind of compromised. But I still really liked it. dennis Villanovo did a great job with it. And uh, so I I don't know how I feel about another Blade Runner. And TJ, I gave you <laughs> homework. Yeah, I gave you both of them. I
2: know. I gotta watch them. I know. It, it really <laughs> does seem like something I would enjoy. So. It does.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. All right, TJ, with our next bit?
2: Yeah, so, again, criticism of the new (laughs) Star Wars movies.
1: Go figure.
2: Yeah, so, a lot of criticism for one particular scene in this latest Star Wars flick where Princess Leia, or or what is she at that point? Mary Poppins Leia. Yeah, I get Mary Poppins Leia. (laughs) (laughs) She... Sort of force wills herself like
1: Jesus
2: (laughs) in empty space, in back into the ship that has been mostly destroyed, and sort of saves herself. And it was Pat and I both talked about at length previously that it's like a ridiculous scene.
1: It 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 just looks. (laughs) It
2: looks ridiculous.
0: (laughs) And
1: I'm not. I don't have. Again, let me reiterate. I do not have any issues with her using the force in any way. No, me neither. I just it looked ridiculous.
2: No, it looked absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So <laughs> the the point that uh well the director um Ryan Johnson Ryan Johnson, that's right. He was on another pod he was on a podcast and he basically explained that uh the idea and I I'm going to quote him here. The idea the moment the idea of that moment was in a moment that first of all her use of force in that moment is not incredibly powerful because she's in space which offers no resistance. She also, it so actually it doesn't take mm. that much to pull her back in since she's in zero gravity, but also her use of the force is instinctual. That was the bigger thing for me, is that it's the equivalent of like when you hear stories about parents who have a toddler trapped under a car and they lift the car up, they get Hulk strength. It's that idea that this is not going to end today, I'm not finished yet. And that it, and that she, she almost is just like a drowning person that's clawing her way back to the surface, the way she pulls. She pulls herself back. By the way, I had a hard time reading that quote because it is all sorts of a mess in this article. Yeah, I
1: agree. But <laughs>
2: but anyway, you get the point. So that's his explanation of why they did what they did. And, um, Pat, you sent me this link uh, a week or so ago. Yeah. And my response was, it still doesn't make it less cheesy as fuck. <laughs> like, like, okay, that's cool. Like, I get it. Like, she's in space, so there's not as much mass there's, yeah, there's to no, deal with there, yeah or there's gravity no
1: resistance, you know
2: but it still looked ridiculous and it's a movie and that's the whole point is it like is how it looks right, like,
0: right. You know,
1: whether, I,
0: whether it's whether it's cheesy or not I love that Ryan Johnson seems to have an answer for everything that's true I give <laughs> true. him that. he, he always what... comes like every criticism he seems to come back at you know
3: well and also he's like downplaying the whole force thing like oh it's just an instinct like someone who lifts a car off of their toddler. So then, what was the point of it? Like, if literally anyone could have done it, well, no, I do Why think, did they have her do it specifically? No,
1: I don't think it. He's saying it's instinctual for everyone. I mean, because you have to remember, Leia is the daughter of Darth Vader. Yeah, you know? and that's but, what so I she assumed has, she has force abilities already. Right, like she knew when Han died you know she felt that and she knew that Luke needed help when he was hanging off that pole in Cloud City mm-hmm. you know so it she had the force she was just never trained in the ways of the force so he's not saying anyone can do it if it's instinctual he's just saying it's for instinctual her. for
2: someone who has the ability yeah
3: but it's almost like he's like undoing the whole point of it cuz it's like oh it's just an instinct he's not saying like she used the force because she has force like
1: i don't know I think you're looking way too deep into that, Alex. Isn't that
3: <laughs> what this podcast is
2: for? To
3: look <laughs> over over analysis.
1: No, I, I'm okay. I'm okay <laughs> with like if she had no inclination of any force sensitivity whatsoever, I would agree with you. But since she has shown that she is force sensitive in the past, I don't have an issue with that.
0: All right, David. It, honestly, I kind of thought it was cool just because I, I guess I'm sentimental you know, (laughs) but, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, it was cool. It, I definitely, um, you know, I could see how people would think it's cheesy. Um, but I mean, she's supposed to be this like, you know, crazy badass and, you know, and she can just do that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess for me, like just cinematically wise, mm-hmm. it, it looked cheesy. I'm not, a, I'm not adverse to the idea behind it. I just think they could have done it in a much better way. Like I had even said in the in the previous podcast, where she, like, it, you know, she was blown out of a ship. There's mm-hmm. debris everywhere. Like if she grabbed, like if she used the force to grab a loose cable, a loose cable or something, right? And herself in. I, I like, think it
0: was it was done very fantasy rather than sci-fi. Is that right. like a
1: big True. part
2: yeah, of
0: I'd think,
1: agree with what, that. what makes it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's go on to our next bit of movie news here. So we do have, uh, kind of like a rumor going around about, uh, man of steel two, And how Stephen S D Knight he shows interest in directing man of steel two. Now I, I wa- I did like man of steel, the original, uh, Batman vs Superman was garbage. And, uh, Justice League was meh, but uh, I don't know how I feel about this. This guy is literally listed as a producer on IMDb for uh, things like Smallville, which is a CW Superman, and Marvel's Netflix Daredevil series. So he, as far as I'm aware, he does not have any directing credits, but he is a producer on, on a couple of major shows, not just those two I mentioned, but I, I, I don't know. The thing I always come back to is I I just remember David Goyer who wrote a bunch of great films like he helped Christopher Nolan write the Dark Knight series he wrote the original Blade movie he's a fantastic writer but then he directed like Green I think it was Green Lantern no no it was uh Blade Three Blade Trinity and that was a horrible movie (laughs) at least to me but uh I don't know about how I feel about a like producer who doesn't have any act like directing chops directing a big movie such as Man of Steel two.
2: That seems like kind of a big jump,
1: <laughs> especially because Zack Snyder was the original director. Yeah. It's like That's exactly
0: uh, what Ridley Scott was just complaining about. Right. Exactly. That's true.
1: <laughs> but now it's not Disney doing it. It's now fucking universal yeah. <laughs> or no. No, WB. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Just a little uh, little rumors coming out of the, hmm. the woodwork since uh, Zack Snyder, unfortunately, is not going to be continuing his work with Warner Bros. anymore. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess we'll see how that goes. And uh, David, we got one last movie news that you actually brought to our attention. Why don't you go ahead with that, sir?
0: All right, yeah. Well, um, you know, you guys, we, we've only known each other a short time, but I'll tell you right now, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time by a landslide is Adaptation. Um, mm. and, yeah, and uh, so I'm a huge, huge Charlie Kaufman fan. And because his movies never really seem to do good at the box office, Hollywood just doesn't seem to let him make movies very often anymore, um, but we're finally getting a new Charlie Kaufman movie, thanks to Netflix. Um, it is an adaptation of a novel called I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and um, let us read the brief synopsis here. Uh, the story follows Jake on a road trip to meet his parents on their secluded farm with his girlfriend, who is thinking of ending things. When Jake makes an unexpected detour, leaving her stranded, a twisted mix of palpable tension, psychological frailty, and sheer terror ensues. Um, I'm not particularly a big horror movie fan, yeah. but I am super excited just because Charlie Kaufman is writing and directing this. Well, it seems um, more like a thriller which, than a
3: horror anyway.
0: Yeah, it does It does seem more thriller. Now, I, I haven't read the book or anything, so I don't uh, know for sure on that, but it does seem like more of a thriller. Um, Which would make me happy Um, I did see people throw uh, the name David Lynch around In some of the uh, articles about this So are are they saying it's Yeah it should should be nice and So they're saying it's going to be
1: very Lynchian
0: (laughs) Yeah that that seems to be uh, What people are saying about the book at least Um, Crap (laughs) (laughs) Alex does not like David Lynch (laughs) Or anything associated with Anything associated with
1: him That's her prerogative
3: (laughs) Damn right. So, yeah, I, I just
0: I, – the only thing I hope is that Netflix does one of those, like, week-long uh, theatrical releases, you know, like they did uh, for Mudbound. Um, you know, to, so hopefully I'll get to see Charlie Kaufman's next movie in a the theater, you know. Nice. But, yeah, uh, that'd yeah.
1: be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Let's let's hope they don't uh, death note it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was a fucking awful – did you guys watch the death note? No. Oh, it was bad. Mm. Was it really bad? It, it was really, really bad? bad. William Dafoe – was awesome, but the rest was like, meh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, and now on to our main topic. We are going to be talking about our predictions for this year's Oscars coming up, 2018. Uh, What I think we'll do, and I think uh, this is going to be the best way, we'll just go through every category, list who is nominated, and based on what we have all seen accumulatively, we'll try to see, uh, we'll kind of try to predict who's going to win that category. And I also think it'd be interesting to see if there's anything we've seen that is not in any of these categories. We can go ahead and uh, kind of give our opinions on why we deserve, we feel it deserves to be in there. All right. So do you guys want to start from the top or bottom? Do you want to go? I don't think it's going to matter. Top. Well, you. I mean, the Oscars go, they don't start with best picture. That's what I'm asking.
0: They mix it up. Oh, okay.
2: Sure. I guess bottom. then. All right. So. I, I, I don't don't do like the really crazy shit like best uh best audio production like we're I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
0: know
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with best score okay like that kind of stuff like okay I'm not gonna do best documentary short
0: okay. right <laughs> like I'm
1: not, like I don't yeah. care about that
3: <laughs> well actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well let's go first one we have here is visual effects so the ones that are in the running mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes.
2: I'll say Last Jedi was actually pretty good
1: in terms of visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might change your mind after you see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. I don't know, David.
0: I am a hundred percent going for War for the Planet of the Apes on this one. Oh, I'm so All glad right. you said that. Yeah, I'm I, so I think it is so visually gorgeous and just real. I mean, it oh, yeah. looks – I mean, you know, right after that opening war shot when they're, like, walking through their little village, that that is so jaw-dropping. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Blade Runner is beautiful. Um, Star Wars was actually really great uh, visually, probably the best Star Wars – best-looking Star Wars, I think. Um, but, yeah, definitely –
1: planet apes i'm going for oh dude i'm 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 torn i'm torn because i see war for planet of the apes and you're so right the way they did the motion tracking for the facial expressions like you could tell the expressions like you can tell anger sad frustration anything and they did it so well to where it looked 100 percent authentic so uh i don't think kong skull island will win I don't want no. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to win. <laughs> uh, so really, right now, the, the three top ones are going to be Blade Runner 2049, Star Wars, and War for Planet of the Apes. I kind of want Blade Runner 2049 to win, even though I do love War for Planet of the Apes, and I thought that was done beautifully. And honestly, Star Wars The Last Jedi, I thought, personally, Rogue One looked a little bit better. Than Star Wars. Yeah, I, re- I
0: remember you saying that on on your episode. And yeah, I mean, Rogue One did look really good too. Um, they did have little different looks to them. There's there's definitely some uh, you know different approach to the visuals between the two movies. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd really have to go back and watch Rogue One again to see what I would think would be better.
1: Yeah, I just, I just like that in Rogue One you can tell they used actual models and then did little right. CGI on top of that, and it, and it just looked beautiful. Alex, what about you?
3: The only one of those I've seen is Star Wars, so <laughs> you're go I don't Star know Wars. if my opinion really matters at this point. <laughs> go see Apes. Yeah, I I can loan you guys Apes. Yeah. I don't know. If I've you've... never
2: liked the Apes movies though. I don't know. Man. Even the,
1: like really? Yeah, I
3: didn't like the other ones. That's why I didn't. Wait, see Wait, which one, one have
1: you seen? If you're talking about the Mark Mark Wahlberg one, do not. That's not associated. I never with that. saw the Mark Wahlberg one. Okay, that's. I don't know. Yeah, it was a while scary. ago. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the, the, new, the new trilogy for the Planet of the Apes ones, Rise, Dawn, and War. Oh, I love those. I thought those were yeah, great. Yeah, they're really great. Yeah. All right. Next one we have is Costume Design, Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. This is probably going to be the worst one for me because I've only seen uh, Beauty and the Beast. And I've seen a lot about the Shape of Water. So honestly, I think the Shape of Water is going to win this one.
3: The only one I've seen is Beauty and the Beast.
1: But, I mean, have you seen, like, the trailers for Shape of Water? No. Oh. Just based on the trailers, I think Shape of Water is going to win. Okay. <laughs> on best costume. I think, I think
0: Phantom Thread is actually going to win on this one because I, the uh, the dresses are actually, like, a major, like, point of the story. Oh, okay. um, And so I think that... Uh, you know, I, I'm certainly not a dress expert or anything, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I mean, it sure it sure looks great, you know, and I, I think that uh, they'll probably go for something like that. I don't know.
1: Hmm, okay. Fair enough. Yeah,
3: I don't know if Beauty and the Beast were that memorable. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they, live they,
0: action. They, they
2: look like what they're supposed to look like, exactly. and that's about it. To yeah. Everything. yeah. Uh,
1: makeup and hair. This is very simple. Darkest Hour, of Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. I saw Wonder. Uh, I think the only hair and makeup is going to be the kid who, you know, had the facial deformity. Um, I I don't know. I, I I honestly, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> I, if I, I had I to think choose this, one, I think this Wonder one,
0: is going to win. I, I think this one's definitely Darkest Hour. And the reason why is because Gary Oldman is, I, you know, spoiler alert for later in this episode, but is definitely going to win Best Actor. And uh. it's mostly makeup and hair. Are the reasons? It seems like I don't know. I haven't actually seen the movie yet, but I hear it's actually a pretty boring movie. But his performance is great, and and uh, the he just doesn't look like himself at all. So that's why. Well, that's I Gary would Oldman's go for thing, though, man. For it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gary Oldman can
1: look yeah.
0: like anything. He like, looks like anything. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So original song. I know none of these except for "Remember Me" from Coco. Uh, honestly, I. What are the other ones? Oh, yeah, um, Mighty them. River on uh, uh, Mudbound Mystery of Love, Call Me By Your Name remember, remember Me Coco, Stand Up for Something, Marshall, and This Is Me, The Greatest Showman uh, it, 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 based off like what I know about The Greatest Showman and the fact that I've seen Coco uh, I was
3: going to say, I've heard The Greatest Showman is fantastic I know, so... I haven't
1: watched it yet, but
0: yeah I haven't seen it I've heard it's really good,
1: so yeah. it's very possible that This Is Me could possibly take that I don't. I don't. Has Disney ever won a award for best original song? I'm sure
2: they have. Have they they had had so many damn? They have so many damn songs. Yeah. I'm sure they have.
1: I. I guess I never like look at the. I never really watch the Oscars until I get to the end. Uh, Frozen. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Frozen probably won for the best song. Yeah.
1: All right then. Um, what do you think, David?
0: You know, I don't really have a uh, a pick for best song this year. Um. Looking at these, I, I actually didn't see any of these five movies.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I saw I
0: saw a lot of movies in 2017, but I didn't see any of these.
1: Yep, yep, so did we, so did we. Uh, if I have to say, I'd say either between This Is Me from Greatest Showman or Remember Me from Coco, honestly. Because Remember Me is actually, like, essential to the plot of the story, mm-hmm. and apparently, you know, The Greatest Showman is obviously a musical, so. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, next one, original score. I'm kind of excited to talk about this one. So we have Dunkirk, who is done by Hans Zimmer. Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood, Shape of Water, Alexandre Dupley. Is that how you say it? Duplay.
2: Probably. Right. Displot.
1: D- Displot? Okay. It's French, so I didn't know if it was silent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, John Williams, of course. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Carter Burwell. Um, Dunkirk had a really fucking good uh Did it? score yeah i just watched it last night um that had, was a hans zimmer yeah that was done by Hans. of course zimmer. it was hans He's zimmer. Just <laughs> <off from laughs> yeah that. um and obviously john williams star wars
3: but it's uh, but it's
1: just it's, it's kind of like the thing. same thing yeah over and over yeah <laughs> this like little added original. bits are a little bit changed but uh, I'm what's gonna... what's
3: dunkirk about again
1: dunkirk is world war ii and okay. it's like all these uh British and uh, French soldiers are trapped on the beach of Dunkirk surrounded by Germans oh. <laughs> and it's all about them trying to leave this fucking beach but they keep getting fucked over by the Germans <laughs> it was done really well hmm. um, I- I'm gonna say Dunkirk based off the you know yeah that'd be my guess yeah David
0: um, so I don't know if you guys knew this but uh, i actually a composer and like composing for films oh, is what, what I'm trying to do with my career Um, And I've scored um, tons of shorts and a couple of small features. Um, So, yeah, this is, you know, a big category for me. Um, So out of these five nominees, I'm actually going with The Shape of Water, Alexander Despot. Oh, really? Yeah. um, It's not my favorite score of the year, though. Um, There's a few that I would put above it that weren't nominated. I think John Williams stole uh, the spot that should have gone to War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, which is an amazing oh, is score. Um, also, there's a uh, an indie film called Good Time that had an incredible score. Um, I think I actually heard about that too. one. Oh yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, I've seen it. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would I would go with uh, Shape of Water for this one. I-, I also love Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri's score, but um, it's kind of a very s- uh, simple. Like it's just kind of the same thing throughout the whole film. So. I don't know that it really deserves it. And as far as Dunkirk is concerned, um, it is a, a very impressive score. It's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I also did not like Dunkirk. <laughs> <And I'm, laughs> I, I, I get really annoyed with all the praise, so it kind of I just don't want it to win anything. <laughs> we we have not talked
1: about Dunkirk, and uh, yeah. But uh, I will say the only. I mean, Christopher Nolan's cinematography, like the way he films, it's just, it's always so unique to him. Oh yeah. And like, whenever you see a Christopher Nolan film, you just, oh, that's definitely Christopher Nolan. Um, To me, the only negative I had was, it was almost more confusing than Memento with uh, timelines.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) It was like, like they would play a scene all the way through and then go halfway back from someone else's perspective and then play that scene through again and then go wow. halfway back. It's so weird. That's really weird. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> At least with and like he- Memento, you, it, you can connect it to where they go back. And in this one, you're like kind of guessing.
0: So I yeah. think this is
1: Dunkirk's a movie you have to you have to take multiple watchings of.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and I, I'm gonna rewatch it one of these days. But yeah, to me, I just there's just something about it, and I'm not like a like a Nolan hater nerd guy. Like you know, like I I, I love pretty much all of his movies, but just this movie, just there. My biggest problem with it is that there's like basically no character involved in it. Like that is you true. Know, it, it's just an experience type movie, which I, I appreciate, but it just—I just don't think it works. You know.
1: All right, fair enough.
0: What's the next category?
1: Uh, next one is production design. Do you want to skip that one? I don't even know what
0: that means.
1: Like how the sets are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, like the sets. What's up of up to the, you guys? Eh. I mean, really, it's Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Dunkirk and Beauty and the Beast are the only ones I've seen. Uh, Shape of Water might might take that one as well. Um, Just from the just from the trailers that I've seen, it looks. What is that movie about? It's like this weird fish dude. Honestly, when I saw like a fish dude, (laughs) (laughs) said serious. When I saw the fish dude, I was instantly reminded of that guy from Hellboy.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like I was like, is this an? Oh wait, is this the Hellboy movie? And then it's like The Shape of Water. I was like, oh no, this is not that new Hellboy coming out.
0: <laughs> so
3: that's all you can tell me. It's just this
1: weird it's fish like, boy. Th- <laughs> this woman, th- this woman is like caring for him, and she's like, like mute. I think.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's about oh, a mute a mute sh- woman who works hey. in a lab, and yeah. she falls in love with this fish man, and tries to uh, <laughs> tries to break him out of the lab. Yeah. And uh
3: righty yeah. then.
0: No, it's it's really good. It's really yeah. good. It's, it's, I want to uh, see it. I just haven't had the It's a beautiful opportunity. movie.
1: Um uh, uh, based on ones I've seen, I I'm giving it, I'm giving that to Blade Runner 2049 as well.
0: I will too actually on that one.
1: All right. Cool. Finally agreement. All right. Yeah. Uh <laughs> sound mixing. This one I'm ex- I'm excited for. Mm. Baby Driver, Blade good Runner 2049, sound. yes, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. This one is actually hard for me That's to call. tough. This one is really
2: hard. This is a really tough one. Because even, like, the two that I've seen in that are Baby Driver and the Star Wars movie, and they both...
1: Oh, Baby Driver was so good.
2: Baby Driver was really, really good. Yeah, the sound in that was awesome. The sound,
1: the sound mixing, yeah.
2: I, I thought the sound effects in that movie were oh, amazing.
1: Yeah. I thought so too. Like yeah. they
2: felt real. They didn't feel like, oh, that's a stock sound of a car revving. <laughs> <Right>. You know,
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, I still, I base again based off what I've seen, it's it's either Dunkirk or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Seeing a pattern here. Well, dude, you see this pattern with the Oscars all the time. It's the same it's like fucking like the same, movies. The like same 10 mo- movies in every category.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, and then the same movie wins like half
0: of the awards. It's
3: right. obnoxious, kind of.
1: It is kind of <laughs> obnoxious. But what do you think, David?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think those are also good choices. I, it's hard to pick between the two of them. Also, I'm just looking right now. I have it up in front of me. Uh, sound Editing has the exact same five nominees. It
1: does. It does. Yeah. Sound Editing does have the so exact same. That one I, I'm giving I, to Baby Driver.
0: Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Baby Driver for sound editing. For mixing, I I could see it going for both of them. Actually, yeah.
1: Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, but uh, yeah. So uh, we just got sound editing out of the way as well. Film Gee. editing, which is you know pretty standard. Uh, baby Driver, Dunkirk, I Tonya, Shape of Water, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, oh, Jesus, film editing. Again, I'm gonna have to give Baby Driver that on that one. Yeah, yeah Baby Driver is a movie really...
0: that the whole point is the editing. It's like right, the sound right. and the editing, and so it and it and it pulls it off like amazingly. So it
2: does. I can have to agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely Baby Driver.
1: Next category: best foreign language film. N- no. no, no, no. I haven't <laughs> seen any of them this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> best live action short film. No, no. I, I mean, I haven't any seen. No idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next one best documentary short subject nope (laughs) Nope. (laughs) best documentary feature Uh, abacus the small small enough to jail face faces places icarus last men on aleppo and strong island
2: i've seen none of these none of these as well yeah
1: but it is a it is the best documentary feature so i just that's a fair category right. yeah i mean that's... <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I've seen none of
0: them. and most years i have seen one or two of them <laughs> at least but uh yeah, yeah, no, no, never, i haven't seen I haven't any even, of these
2: i haven't even heard of any of those yeah that's yeah. interesting
1: all right but we just thought we'd mention that Oh, one. i do um, know
0: that one of them uh i'm not sure which one it is it's the first ever transgender uh nominee Maybe face faces, 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 Faces. Faces, Places. Maybe. I'm not sure which one it is, but yeah, that's, that's cool. I kind of want to
3: see that. Kind of? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Interesting. Mm. Sounds interesting.
1: I'm excited for this one. Cinematography. Uh, Blade okay. Runner 2049. Darkest Hour. Dunkirk. Mudbound. And The Shape of Water. You're going
2: to give this to Dunkirk, aren't you?
1: I'm actually going to give it to uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay, okay even mm-hmm. though i love christopher nolan and i love the way that movie looked blade runner 2049 with the cinematography like it it was just done so beautifully mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's i cannot explain it hmm. also know. if i'm not nice. if i'm not
0: mistaken roger deakins has never won and he is pretty much the best cinematographer alive yeah so it'll so so, be nice to see him win
1: i definitely want i want that to go to blade runner 2049
0: um another another little fact is uh, Rachel Morrison is the first woman ever nominated for cinematography. That's for Mudbound.
1: Huh. Huh, interesting. You know, I yeah. I don't you guys might disagree with me, but I kind of wanted Logan in there. Just Yeah.
2: That's a be- yeah. it's a beautiful Yeah, thing. yeah I yeah. agree. That should have been in there.
1: I I wanted Logan in there. Logan looks so fucking cool and it was so different from all the other X-Men movies.
2: It was uh, the was, atmosphere is totally different. The atmosphere
1: is totally different. Uh, the shots that they use were amazing. Oh
2: yeah. So the shots they had in the woods. Oh yeah. And all that stuff, <laughs> like that's so hard to pull oh, off. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wanted lo- yeah, I, I kind of wanted Logan, Logan, Logan been in there. Logan to be at least be nominated. Yeah. Um, all right, so best original screenplay, we have The Big Sick, Get Out by Jordan Peele, Lady Berg, Greta Gerwig, Shape of Water Guillermo del Toro. Three billboards outside Emming, Missouri. Martin McDonough. This, this, this is this a really is hard, hard one. one. I just saw Get Out last night, and I, I was actually amazed that Jordan Peele fucking pulled off that movie, because Jordan Peele is like, you know, this yeah, wacky right? comedian guy, and then he's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna make this fucking really messed up movie. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, original screenplay. Uh, It's either going to be Shape of Water, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, or Get Out for me. I don't know.
3: I have no opinions. I haven't seen them.
1: I know.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Same. I want The Big Sick to win Um, just because it's a great story, Um, but I think it's probably going to go to Get Out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a really tough one, though. I mean, there's some really great nominees in that category
1: that that is yeah there are some great nominees um let's go ahead take a look uh adapted screenplay call me by your name james ivory disaster art, disaster artist scott i can't even pronounce this guy's last name and michael weber <laughs> uh logan scott frank and james mangold molly's game aaron sorkin and mudbound Vir- virgil williams and d reese I really want Logan to win, Me too. <laughs> even though mm-hmm. I know it's probably not. It probably won't, happen. but, um, disaster Artist. Well, again, I have not seen this movie. I have, I totally want to Me too. And apparently it was, it along with being funny, it was also just a really good movie. Oh yeah. That?
0: That's the, that's the one about the room. Yeah. The the one really bad oh, movie. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: I, uh, I really want the disaster artist to win this just, so we yeah. can, you know, it's just, that would be so amazing if that happened. Um, I mean, I think it'll probably go to "Call Me by Your Name," um, but yeah, I, I want the Disaster Artist to win.
1: Speaking of Disaster Artists, did anyone else uh, hear about uh, James Franco being the sexual mm-hmm. al- assault
0: yeah. allegations? I haven't yeah. read enough about I it
1: haven't to really read have. About it either, yeah, but I was just—I heard about it. I was like, "Come on, no, James, why?" Uh,
0: sucks. <laughs> he should be up for uh, Best Actor, you know.
1: Oh, of but, course. Yeah, he's not anymore.
0: Not anymore. <laughs> So although the although there, there is something to say, though, that, that the Oscars usually don't, uh, you know, nominate comedic performances very often. That's so true, they don't. It's they're, possible. They're all about drama. Yeah, that could have played against it, too, but still, I, I think it's most likely because of the allegations.
1: Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, animated shorts, you want to skip that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. anything really about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, animated feature, we have The Boss Baby, uh, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Uh, I've seen The Boss Baby. I've seen Coco, and I've seen Ferdinand. Easily, Coco was the best out of those three. So okay. I'm gonna go with Coco. What do you?
0: I've seen none of these. Yeah, same.
1: You guys need to get your Disney shit going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I haven't seen any of them, but I've heard such amazing things about Coco. So
1: yeah, I, I'm yeah, gonna agree. Go Coco, Coco, Coco was great. I mean, I wanted just... to see Coco.
3: We saw Jumanji. Oh, instead. I just I just
1: saw a very blatant like I hate you look going over there. No, oh, she that's... didn't see with me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it was on Christmas my family we went and saw Jumanji instead. That was a good movie too, but oh, Jumanji J- was very fun. Yeah.
1: Was it? Was it Hold it's on. a completely
0: different approach. Yeah, don't judge it Hold was on.
3: hilarious. Hold
1: on. Was it really dumb comedy? No. It was good, uh, funny
0: comedy. I'm gonna. It was it was, it was a little it was a little dumb, but it, but I mean it was it was very fun though. It was a very fun. It was surprising. I, uh, it was a very fun movie. I just rem- it should have been terrible.
1: <laughs> I just remember I just remember I saw the trailer and I was like fuck this I'm out, I'm not doing this. Well,
2: if, <laughs> the, I was just glad to hear that it was a different approach. It was okay. like a completely different approach. You
1: should approach. probably just see it and not judge it. Uh, I don't want to pay money for that one though.
3: <laughs> well, and see it later.
1: Here's the thing. I like. Th- there's two reasons that I didn't see it. One, I thought it looked dumb. Two, Jess hated the original Jumanji, and I was not going to drag her How along. Can you hate
3: the original Jumanji? I don't know. She has no
1: soul. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the original is so good.
3: Okay, I'll just say Jack Black and Kevin Hart were hilarious together.
1: I agree. I I, 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 I can see that as a good were. combo. Yeah. Alright, so I think we said Coco for that one, and uh, Director Mm -hmm. Ooh, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson and The Shape of Water, Guillermo Del Toro Uh, Out of all uh, first of all, I think personally, Blade Runner 2049 for Dennis Villanova should have at least been nominated Um, I haven't seen Lady Bird I've seen Dunkirk, Get Out but I honestly think this is going to be. I'm I'm seeing the pattern already, and I think The Shape of Water is going to win.
0: Yeah, he's he's won pretty much every award leading up to this point for Best Director, and I think right. it's his year to finally win Best Director.
1: Fine, I think so as well. Uh, even though Christopher Nolan did an amazing job with Dunkirk, and so did Dennis Villeneuve Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but yeah, I think I think Shape of Water is going to take that one. Uh, let's go. Supporting actress: Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, Allison Janney, I Tanya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Lori Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water.
0: Um. Well, oh, Lori Metcalf.
1: Yeah. And she oh, she's came out of left field. she's
0: the best part of that movie, by the way. She's so good. <laughs> yeah,
1: in <it>. I bet. <laughs> um. I don't know. One, David. What do you think is going to win?
0: Um. Well. Because I follow this crap all the time, I'm going with Alison Janney for Itanya. and uh, she certainly deserving. I mean, she's great in it. Um, she's hilarious. Uh, but it is it is a tough category though. I mean, Leslie Manville is. I mean, she absolutely holds her own against Daniel Day Lewis and Phantom Thread. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's a pretty big. You know, role there and like i said laurie metcalf is great and lady bird um but yeah i think allison janney's who i would go for
1: i think allison janney's gonna win didn't she she won a golden globe for that didn't she? Uh all right yeah so most likely it's gonna be allison janney uh best supporting actor william defoe florida project woody harrelson three billboards outside ebbing missouri richard jenkins shape of water Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell, Three B- Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, so, it's kind of weird that there's two supporting actors from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any of these, so I cannot attest to who's going to win this one.
0: Um, well, first of all, Sam Rockwell's been racking up the awards uh, in this category all year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they stick with him, but... Uh, the Florida Project is an absolutely incredible movie, and Willem Dafoe is probably the best role of his career in it. And I think wow. I think he should win. And I mean, he is one of these actors who has been around for so long and done so many amazing roles, and he's just he's perfect in this movie. And uh, I think he should win. But I I just I think they're probably going to stick with Sam Rockwell.
1: Mm, okay, that would be cool. I would I would like to see Sam Rockwell. Win that one. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love Sam Rock. did you see him in uh, fuck, what was that movie? Seven Psychopaths.
0: Yeah, you know that's actually it's the same writer and director. Oh, uh, really? Three Billboards. Yep. Oh, then, yep. then I then I, lo- I love Seven that. Psychopaths. Seven yeah.
1: Psychopaths was so fucking good. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so let's go lead actress. We have Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, uh, Frances McDormand, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie, and I, Tanya. Sores Ronan—is is that how you say it? Sores?
0: sorcery, or something like that. i I've, i don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, Lady Bird and Meryl Streep in the post. Um, it's—it's it's going. It, I, I again, I'm seeing the pattern. Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water,
2: or Meryl Streep, just because it's Meryl Streep.
1: Very true. Francis Francis, Francis McDormand
0: is incredible in Three Billboards though, and I—I I think it's probably gonna go to her. She, that is true. I do want to see that movie so bad. Oh, she's so good, in but I mean, yeah, all five of these performances were great. Sally Hawkins in *The Shape of Water* was really, really special. It was awesome, and Meryl Streep is great as always in *The Post*. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't expect to like *The Post* as much as I did. It was uh, she was really good.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. She she's always a phenomenal actress. Um, then we're moving on to lead actor. Uh, we have Timothy Calmet. Calumet or Chalamet? Uh,
0: Chalamet, I think. Oh, Chalamet. Chalamet, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, call me by your name. Daniel Day-Lewis in A Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel-esque. It's going to be either Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, or it's going to be Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. It's going to be one of those two. It has to be
0: yeah it's it's going to be gary oldman um it's going to be gary yeah i mean i think there's no way um uh i do think uh james franco was robbed of a nomination here unfortunately although then again if those allegations are true then you know fuck him but right (laughs) but uh i i also think denzel washington i i love him but i did not like roman j israel and i don't think he deserves to be in that list uh (laughs) A smaller movie that I mentioned earlier called Good Time yeah, uh, is one of my favorite movies of the year, and Robert Pattinson, of all people, is the star of it, and he is incredible, and he is my favorite performance of the year. What? Um, Wow. Maybe of the decade. What? (laughs) Of the decade? (laughs) I know. He is absolutely... He's completely not anything that you've seen him before, you know, Um, and... (laughs) Holy shit. he shit. i i have made fun of the twilight movies as much as anybody and uh yeah i didn't
1: even like him in harry he's potter so
0: freaking good yeah i didn't yeah. either <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i have never liked him in anything i've always made fun of him and he's turned me into a complete fan with this movie he's so good in it And I hope you guys check it out after this podcast. What's this one called again? (laughs) Good time. Good times. Uh, Yeah. It's called good time.
1: Oh, geez. All right. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll take a tentative dip in the water. How about that?
0: (laughs) Good. Please do. You know, um,
1: Daniel, uh, from get out. Um, I only saw one other thing with him and that was the black mirror episode where they were on track, like the, the Mm. bicycles basically. And, uh, you know, honestly, he, he did do a great job in that performance. Did I think he deserved to get nominated? Uh I don't know. I just thought there yeah, was so many a bit, a bit of a stretch. I just thought there was a lot of other like uh other other choices you could have done with that. Like uh you know, and I'm and it sounds like I'm fanboy fanboying right now, but I'm Blade trying Runner. not to. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, Ryan Gosling was great in it. Yeah, I didn't. Lo- I didn't love Blade Runner, but he was great in it, and there's a lot to love about it.
1: Right, you know? his his performance of that role was was fantastic. Hell, even Hugh Jackman in Logan.
0: Oh yeah, oh, Hugh yeah. Jackman killed absolutely. it. in Logan, Oh dude. yeah,
1: totally. And absolutely, yeah, yeah. He should have been nominated. I he think. definitely should have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I wish that I would have seen, you know, other. You know what? The I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant. I'm sick of these, the Oscar noms, because it's always, like, you know, people release movies at the end of the year because it's, like, more recent and more likely they're going to get nominated for Oscars. Right. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that shit. Like, they always release these, like, uh, very dramatic movies always at the end of they're the year.
2: They're always in, like, November, December. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm personally getting tired it. That does of it. suck. Yeah.
0: Makes it difficult too, because I mean, you know, you got Christmas and New Year's crap going on. It's like to get to the movies and see all these things. Yeah,
1: it's it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> all right, so we
1: have Best Picture. It's uh, the big one this is the big one. Dun, 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 dun. Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um. So you guys have saw seen none of these movies. None of them. Yep. Um, <laughs> What's Phantom
2: Thread
0: about, by the way?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Okay. I just looked it up. It's but a London Thread... fashion design thing. or oh. something. Already. oh, that's
1: not winning. That,
0: that that's not what it's really about, though. I mean, it's it's about <laughs> it, it's about a a, a dressmaker um, who is, you know, like I guess you call it a metaphor. Is like he also has uh, completely designed his own life around his very specifics of what he wants it to be. And he ends up falling for a muse of his. And, uh, she's basically like making his life hell. Um, because he doesn't want to really share it with somebody. Well, Cause he's kind of a control um, freak. And that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, and th- that's what it's really about. And, um, it's really good. I, I definitely wouldn't. Well, I mean, I just hear, picture, I hear though. Daniel
2: day Lewis and I automatically assume that it's probably exactly. At least decent.
0: Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Dunkirk, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, unfortunately. Um, shape of Water, It's. I honestly, it's either going to be three, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, or Shape of Water or Phantom Thread. I think those are the top three contenders on that yeah, one. Yeah, I
0: think three billboards, Shape of Water, or the the possible squeak in and take it from them would be actually Get Out for me um not that i think it's the best picture but i just think you uh, know i don't think it's. yeah the best picture. i don't at all but i you know how you know politics can get involved with things sometimes <laughs> and i think that right you I, know plus <laughs> there, there's also a little bit of controversy going around with three billboards in shape of water uh three billboards uh has I saw one article that said that it's become this year's La La Land, even though it's nothing like La La Land, but just because it's winning so many awards and uh, people seem to get, like, burnout from it. Um, and then Shape huh. of Water, there's a possible, uh, believe it or not, a, a woman falling in love with a, uh, a, a fish man. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a, uh, uh, a story that just came out yesterday that it may have been partially copied from a play oh um, yes. yeah which is i mean it's like you think you know like the old you know there's no more original stories you'd think that's an original story <laughs> right? but uh yeah apparently there is a possibility of that um but i mean it might be too late for that to affect anything i don't really know for sure well i when mean voting ends there,
1: there's been like a controversy about that for movies throughout the ages like yeah. someone has all oh, frozen and ripped off this like kids book and yeah uh, so on Matrix, the guys who made the Matrix stole it from this Ghost script, in the but, Shell. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there's always that controversy surrounding exactly. popular movies. So
2: who knows how really serious that is? But it's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But I do think those are definitely the front runners. Those two movies, Shape of Water and Three Billboards. Um, it, all things aside, if I was just picking my favorite of these movies that are particularly nominated, I'd go with Three Billboards. I really want to see three billboards.
1: If I saw it, I'd probably be in the same boat. But since I haven't seen it, uh, I I mean, Dunkirk was the best out of these choices. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And do you think Get Out – and I'm not trying to get on – like, I'm not trying to be political right now. But there was, like – (laughs) wasn't it, like, two years ago, there was, like, that hashtag, Oscar's so white?
2: Yeah. Do you
1: think – and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the movie Get Out because I thought Get Out surprised the hell out of me. It was a good movie. It was a psychological horror thriller that really took me by surprise and I did not hate it. Um, so I'm not – it was a very good movie. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. But do you think that they're, like, including Get Out in Best Picture, nom just to, like, avoid
2: – Yeah, I, I think potentially – I I think there's a very high chance of that because, I mean, I I guess to answer that question, you'd have to say, okay, what do you think should be in its place?
1: That, uh, I mean, I guess the only, the only reason I
0: don't think that, and and like, I, I do absolutely see where that, you know, is a totally valid argument. But the reason why I don't think that is because when it comes to something like the Oscars, um, it seems to have as much to do with the merit of the movie as it does with uh, these movies' places in like film culture and stuff like that. And Get Out really has like dominated uh, the conversation like all that's year. That's true. Um, people, people have not stopped talking about it since it came out in like January, I think you it was. You know what, that is, that's fair. Which, like, we, were, we were just saying about how these movies usually come out the end of year. This one came and out in January about and it. people haven't stopped yeah, talking true. about it. Yeah, so I I think that does kind of lend to the uh I guess authenticity of it being nominated. Sure. Um that, Yeah, that that's only reason why, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, it was a big uh political year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like a, that's a, that's a whole <laughs> right. other podcast, but uh yeah, it, it so definitely that's something I think is on a lot of people's okay. minds. Yeah, sure. you know,
1: it's it's just a question I thought I I should ask. Yeah. And again, i have not taken anything away from it yeah. out cuz I thought it was great. Um and, yeah. you know, and like I said before, you know, like you had said earlier, David, you're not a fan of horror films. I'm not a fan of horror films either just because they're mm-hmm. like they're copy-paste. They're cliche. Yeah. yeah. It's copy-paste yeah. basically. The only horror film besides Get Out that I liked this year was Stephen King's It um, just be- yeah. just because Bill Skarsgård really killed that role. <laughs> yep. And yeah,
0: me too. I, I, I loved that movie. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I was surprised.
1: Um, but, yeah, I agree. Do you, Is there any... You know, is there any other movies that any of you saw this year that is not on this list for any of these lists? It should be. That should be.
2: Uh, Logan should be on. I mean, we already talked about that. Logan yeah. should be on a couple
0: of them. Logan should, for sure. I think Logan got yeah, snubbed. Yeah, Logan was really great.
1: I think Logan got snubbed. Absolutely. Alex? Maybe It? It for what?
0: Maybe Makeup.
1: Ma- oh, yeah, Makeup. Shit. Man. I didn't even think about It. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's absolutely yeah. true.
1: Yeah. That really should have been or on there. Or, like, visual effects.
2: Uh, there wasn't there, wasn't. there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of visual effects in it, though.
1: It was like okay. the biggest thing was kids floating. Okay. Well, and, really and, and
2: and 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 uh, and Pennywise doing weird shit. Yeah, yeah. True. That was about it. No, there wasn't a whole lot of visual effects in there.
1: And the, the, yeah, and while I, in, in the boat scene at the beginning, like the paper boat, you could totally tell, like when it was going down the drain, it was a fake paper boat. Could you? Oh yeah. Yeah, you could kind of see that. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fake paper boat.
0: Fake. Some fake water too.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but. uh...
0: I have a uh, few else? to add. Um, uh, aside ahead. from my – I already talked about Good Time and War for the Planet of the Apes, which yes. I think should have gotten more uh, more love from the I Academy. Agree. Um, so aside from those, uh, I think disa- uh, Disaster Artist should have gotten more love. Uh, the Florida Project should have. Um, they both had one nomination each. They should have gotten more. Um, but aside from those uh, – my favorite movie of the year was nominated for nothing except for a Razzie. What's
2: what a That's like the opposite of the Oscars. It's like it's the yeah, worst that, movie. That's,
0: yeah, which that's a whole ridiculous thing. But um, Mother is a movie that uh, is obviously, um, you know, very divisive. But it is an incredible, incredible movie as far as I'm concerned. I'd like to hear and, more um, about movie, this think, because
3: um... – Someone told me that it was like awful and I really wanted to see it at first,
1: but now yeah. I'm not because I, heard, of that, I and... heard a lot of buzz about the movie Mother. Like and I was actually like on yeah. the verge of going to see it and then I just heard that all this sucked. awful yeah. shit. So
3: I didn't. <laughs>
0: well, one, one of one of you in your top five underrated movies was talking like about a bunch of Darren Aronofsky. That, that was, was me. Alex yeah, or, that was Alex. That was you. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's Darren Aronofsky, so you know. You kind of know a little bit that it's not going to be on the surface. It's going to be deep. T- type of movie. Yeah, it's going to be deep. Um, it, it's hard to talk too much about this movie. It was also incredibly hard for them to market this movie um, because you can't really say exactly what it's about. I mean, the, the trailer shows uh, uh, a couple in this remote house and um, these guests start arriving and the husband's just letting them in. And the woman just doesn't understand why. And then more and more people start arriving and he keeps letting them all in. And that's basically all they give you. Um, and they kind of marketed it like a horror movie, but it's absolutely yeah, not a horror, it a horror movie by any means. And
1: that's why I was like, ooh. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, and I don't think – now Paramount deserves a lot of credit for putting out what is essentially a, a very, very uh, – basically insane movie, movie in a major release rather than putting it out right. in like a limited release type thing. Um, but they definitely didn't know how to market this. Um, and it, it's so hard for me to like, cause I don't want to like tell you guys Sorry. what it's really about and everything. It's something you just kind of have to experience for yourself. Um, but I'll just tell you this. I saw an opening day because I'm a huge fan of Aronofsky. Um, my jaw was literally open for <laughs> like the last hour of the movie and then I went back the next morning and saw it again. Well,
1: oh there my you go, God. Alex. wow, okay. There you go, know. We gotta watch that minutes. one.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and you'll either love it or hate it depending on your own personal beliefs. Um, you know, you'll also, I, I, I would definitely say you're not gonna get everything on the first viewing. I certainly didn't. I wouldn't try to like claim that I did. Um, after I came home, I had ideas of what it was about. And then I started reading online. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's all right there, but you just don't quite get it from a first viewing. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, – it's a deep movie with multiple layers. There's multiple intended interpretations, um, and they all work together, and they all kind of feed into one another. Um, yeah, it, it's an amazing movie. It's, it's crazy – Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's certainly not when you,
2: when you say that it's got (laughs) multiple different interpretations, are you talking like
0: in the Lynchian way or no? Uh, more, more straight up actual, like what the story is. Okay. Um, yeah. Not, not, not just like a, what
2: the fuck did that mean?
0: (laughs) Right. And that, that's, I think that's part of the problem is most people go in, they think it's a horror movie. Uh, they're like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, because they, you know, on on any kind of surface level, it doesn't really make any sense. It's when you look into what exactly Aronofsky trying to say. Mm, with this movie. Okay. that's when it's that's very where so it's very the, artsy, very very artsy. Okay, yes. I'm okay mm, with
1: that. Well, there you go, Alex. Now you know, and you you're probably yes. gonna like this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I didn't. I didn't bring up war for planet of the apes as much as I wanted to. Like, I feel like, uh, best supporting actor, Woody Harrelson should have gotten a nomination for that in his role in war for planet. of the Apes. He was was so good good. because when you watch it, like on the surface, he's like just this asshole who's, he's like, I'm going to kill all these apes. And you know, like, but then you, you get more backstory about how his, how his own son contracted the simian virus. Um, that you guys don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but uh, yeah, the okay. simian the simian virus is basically <laughs> makes humans dumb as shit and it makes apes smart as fuck. It's that's what it is, um, <laughs> and you know he killed his own son because his son wanted to die, and it's like oh, oh there's a reason he's fucked up. I yeah. get it now. Like you, you kind of like yeah, you kind of uh, you feel the pain that he felt and you don't agree with what he's doing but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Woody Harrison had a great year, by the way, like between that, um, he was in this uh, little indie called Wilson. That was really funny. Um, Wilson. he was in, uh, God, what else? Oh, three billboards. He was great in that. He was nominated for that. Um, couple others too i'm drawing a blank right now but yeah he had he had a crazy good year
1: yeah i agree i agree completely i think uh
3: jumanji should have gotten a little more love <laughs> yeah well if there was like there a best go. comedy thing a best comedy
1: <laughs> I, I think that yeah. there
2: should be there really why isn't is
1: isn't there for
0: best comedy I, why is there yeah i don't know well uh, i mean they do it at some i guess well i guess, well, I guess shows, that's true because the, the oscars really have to have really every other it.
2: category because they don't have a horror category. They don't have a
1: Well, uh, maybe they know. should. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: like Okay, best screw best foreign, you know, film. Yeah. Not not don't screw it. But, you know, best animated short. Who cares about that? Yeah, why is this Replace category? that with comedy. Right. Yeah. Best live action short. <laughs> replace that with horror. You know, you Right, know. yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, are, are we done with the Oscars? I think
2: that covers that, yeah Alright
1: all right, guys, we want to give a big thanks To our sponsor, MJDartworks.com Matt Dawson, the guy who gave us the artwork For our Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes pages uh, want, Go over to his site Check out his stuff he, He's he been claiming he's going to get prints for sale I don't, I don't know if that's actually going to happen I don't think it's going to happen motherfucker. Um, but uh, <laughs> thanks Matt for all, for all the work He did for us uh, Let's go on to our listener mail Let me just get it opened here and while I'm doing that, guys, if you have any of your own listener mail, feel free to send that in to cinemafromthedarkside at gmail.com, all one word. Uh, literally ask us any question you want. Um, so this one comes from a fellow named Mitchell. And Mitchell says, Listened to the Star Wars cast and agreed with a lot uh, a lot of what you said about the new film. Uh, Mitchell, who did you agree re- agree with? Because TJ was like pretty much all for it, and I was more <laughs> meh. Who did you agree with? Michelle? I came
2: out a little more mad than I came in when you pointed some stuff out, but I still liked it. I still, I still liked it quite a bit. I, I still found it very entertaining at the time. Like when I left the theater, I felt satisfied. Fair enough. Know, and you didn't. And, that was oh, well, difference.
1: see, I, I, we totally did the opposite. Like you left going, that was really good. And then you left the podcast going like, eh, it had its eh. issues. But then I left the movie like fucking piece of shit. And then, <laughs> and then like I had settled down after a couple of days and I'm like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he goes on to say, I'm curious as to what you think about episode nine and where it will go and what you would like to see. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, I'd like to see original ideas. That's, yeah. That's really it. Because yeah. as I've kind of explained, The Force Awakens was a very soft reboot of A New Hope. And The Last Jedi literally took Empire and Return in one movie. And
2: I, I, I want to see Ray backstory. <laughs> I do want to see. I want a Ray backstory. I
1: yeah.
2: <sighs> or just more backstory in general because they really, like Back. the the characters have developed, but it's like you don't really. You st- I don't feel very connected with the main characters True. of these new movies. I just don't. I'm like I'm like yeah. I know Ray's the main character and I'm supposed to root for, her, but like, why? Uh, <laughs> that's what made the original movies interesting. Is because it's just like oh shit, it turns out that his dad is Darth Vader that's fucking crazy and, th- and then there's like you know and then you find out there's, there's you, you, this backstory sort of unfolds there's been like no backstory unfolded at all with the, with these new ones with for, for anybody really it's just kind of like Kylo a little bit Kylo a little bit yes Kylo a little bit
1: but he's the worst character I don't think Kylo's the worst character. He got better.
2: This he's better in the second movie for See, sure. See, you
1: really didn't like Kylo in the first one. I hated I him okay in, the in the first one. I was okay with Kylo in the first one.
0: I thought he was a whiny ass bitch in the first <laughs> one. Hated him. David, uh, what do you think? I just want more Poe, because uh, Poe is yes. Yeah, I love Oscar Isaac. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Honest, I honestly backstory isn't that big of a deal for me because
2: I don't need that much. Yeah. I'm just saying that the fact that like Kylo Ren's really the only one right. that's had anything. So I'm hoping. I'm specifically I'm hoping for a Ray backstory, so I can feel more connected to her right. as a character, because I, mean, I just don't feel anything.
1: Well, I mean, what can they do? She was in a, She was, <clears throat> she was like a child when she was dropped off on this fucking pl- on planet, you know, on this planet, and I then f- she stayed there the rest, the whole her whole life
2: what can they do right but i i feel like there's more were to her it. parents i feel like there's more uh, to it apparently
1: it. a bunch of drunks ryan johnson that, then why does she have the force
2: that, that, that's a lie That's
1: just a lie and, and like i said in the Everyone last like, the I, like i said
2: in our cast about it i kylo ryan was lying to her i think he was just bullshitting her trying to get, get trying to bend her to do what he wants her to do <sighs>
1: i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know um backstory isn't that important like i said i just wanted an original idea I, I i yeah so greatly just want it to be entertaining and surprise me and the thing i think the reason why i was so upset with eight is because you see all these like good reviews like oh the next twist and turns are so fucking epic and just like luke says this is not gonna go the way you think and i'm like i was literally not surprised by it any of this shit.
2: I wasn't very surprised by None much of it, <laughs> of it either.
1: <laughs> and and I think that's why I was so upset by it. And
2: th- what, the only thing that surprised me was when like the commander stayed on the ship.
1: Right. Holdo that part.
2: Holdo. That was the only that was the only thing that surprised me in yeah. that whole movie really.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Um but yeah, I, I really just want more originality. Um maybe some more lightsaber fights cuz I think Ryan, I think the last Jedi was really toned down in terms of lightsaber. Yeah, there fights. wasn't
2: much.
3: I'd like to see some more, like, new weird animals,
1: like Ewoks. I do not need to see new animals. I, I did not. Like little I creatures. I hated the Ewoks. I hated I'm, the Ewoks. I, I'm
0: all for more weird animals. Yeah, I, thank you. I, I, I love them. You I know love them. Enjoy.
1: Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy I, I, Disney's I, attempts to get more merchandising rights. I didn't like the
2: Ewoks, <laughs> but I actually did kind of like the Porgs. It's
1: <laughs> not about merchandising. It's about
3: creativity. No,
1: it's literally about merchandising rights. That's literally that that's opinion. No, okay. You go to fucking Disney World.
3: And you see all
1: the fucking wall of porgs that I saw. I don't want to go to Disney World.
0: I love the porgs, but that sounds like a bit of a nightmare. (laughs) A big big wall of porgs. Actually really all you have to do is go to the Disney store at the mall. That's true. There's probably porgs everywhere.
1: And they're probably adorable. (laughs) I don't care. They were unnecessary. To the
2: I, I thought they were kind of nice they were kind of comedic
1: I really wanted I really wanted Chewbacca when he had already cooked that porg to just like eat it in front of the other live porgs and be like yeah fuck you
2: <laughs> I thought he was gonna I thought he was going <laughs> <laughs> to uh, uh, I
1: don't know David What I mean you just said you wanted to see more weird animals you wanted more Poe anything story wise
0: <laughs> well here, here's the thing about me I, I've never been a big Star Wars fan um, oh wow Okay. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Uh, I don't know why. For some reason, growing up, like, I literally saw the, the original three, like, one time. And then the second time I saw them was when they did the re-releases. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know how. I just didn't grow up with Star Wars for some <laughs> reason. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, a strange, you know, point of view on Star Wars, and I this is actually the most fun I've had with a Star Wars movie was this new one. I actually really enjoyed it, and I can completely understand that there's so much backstory and history uh, for, you know, you guys who grew up with it and everything to, like, have differing opinions and all that. But to me, it was just, like, fun. It was just, like, a fun I movie. Thought I,
2: I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, when I left the theater, I was satisfied with it. You know, I thought I, it was entertaining. I think that's what a movie's supposed to be, so. Yeah,
0: and, and The the Force Awakens just felt kind of like, just, like, the way you said, it's like a retread of the first, uh, well, you know, the A New Hope. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it felt like that. Like, I could tell that, even with my limited knowledge, like, oh, they're just doing the same Star Wars stuff. Uh, I felt like with this one, even though, uh, you know, you laid out all the ways in which it's uh, those next two... Um, you know, it just retold it it at least felt fun and fresh for me as an outsider looking in, you know, they, they did
1: it in a new way. I I gave them that credit. They, they, they redid it in a, in a new way to where, you know, you didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but the, just, just the feeling it gave off was just the same shit. And I'm, and I'm so done with that. And no, they
0: definitely need to find new, new stories to tell. And, That's – I think after the next one, hopefully they actually go in a real new direction. Right. (laughs) I I agree.
1: I agree. Uh, Thank you so much, Mitchell, for your question. That is all the listener mail we are going to be doing for today. Uh, Be sure to check out David's podcast, Bird Road Podcast, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and what other platform?
0: Uh, I don't know. Wherever he puts it.
1: (laughs) It, It's a bunch of places. Just
0: find it. Where is it around? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, where can I find your question? uh, Your podcast? I don't know. Figure it out, stupid.
0: There's a website,
2: (laughs) too. Yeah, you send send them a let me Google that for you link.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, you also do have a website, uh, birdroadpodcast.com, I believe. Yep. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you again so much for joining us on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side, and we will see you next time.